Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley, a beloved teacher of the Course, who has helped thousands learn how to express their beliefs from moment to moment in their everyday lives. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Ah, hello. For those of you who are celebrating Christmas, it's almost Christmas, Christmas Eve. Ah, Yes, 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 yes. I'm so grateful to celebrate this day with you and to enjoy the spirit of the season. So let us place our hand on our heart and take that breath of love and gratitude and open ourselves to the unlimited, unprecedented healing power of love, the Christ light, opening our hearts and minds to the Christ presence, which is our true nature, our true identity. Yes, we're opening ourselves to expansion, true freedom, unlimited, unprecedented. This is what we're calling forth saying yes to it, saying yes to grace and gratitude. Yes. We share the benefits of our healing and our expansion with everyone because we're one with them. In gratitude, we allow it to be, and so it is. Amen. Amen, amen. So this week, uh, I would like to address some uh, questions that people have been asking me. So people have heard me talk about, we don't, I, I realize I don't need any beliefs at all anymore. I can just take a stand for the truth because the truth sets me free. And really, if you think about it, all beliefs are a step away from the truth. So Let's let's look at the course and talk about this because for me this has been incredibly helpful. In uh, chapter three, it says uh, in uh, of the text chapter three, section six, which is called judgment and the authority problem. It says the choice to judge rather than to know is the cause of the loss of peace. Paragraph 2. The choice to judge rather than to know is the cause of loss of peace. So this is what I've been teaching for years, that every time you feel afraid, it's because you've chosen to energize a judgment which is not the truth. If you choose your beliefs, that's what judgments are. They are your opinions. There's no difference, really, between opinions, judgments, and beliefs. Now, you could say, well, I have a positive belief. I believe that good will come to me. That's actually the truth. So you're saying then that you believe the truth. If you're saying, I believe that people don't like me, that's your experience, perhaps, And that experience is based on your beliefs that you're unlikable for some reason or just that people don't like you. So remember, it's done unto you as you believe. Let's go for the truth. This is the whole thing that I teach in my classes, Masterful Living and Finding Freedom, is let's cut to the chase, go for the truth. This is not self-help. This is deep living spiritual practice. This is going from feeling like I'm floundering or feeling like I've got an intellectual understanding but it's not living in my heart to feeling truly masterful. It says here, paragraph 3 in chapter 3, you have no idea of the tremendous release and deep peace that comes from meeting yourself and your brothers today totally without judgment. 
You've no idea of the tremendous release and deep peace that comes from meeting yourself and your brothers totally without judgment. Then later in paragraph 5, this is section 6 in chapter 3, the strain of constant judgment is virtually intolerable. That's why it's so upsetting. So if you start to notice that when you feel afraid, you can find what is the judgment that you are energizing, you will train your mind. You don't need my help, obviously. You have A Course in Miracles. But if you'd like help in living A Course in Miracles, that's what I offer. The strain of constant judgment is virtually intolerable. It is curious that an ability so debilitating would be so deeply cherished. Right? (laughs) So for me, I used to judge and feel so righteous about it, but it wasn't righteous judgment. It was just my opinions. It was just my beliefs. It was my perceptions. Remember, your perceptions are your projections, and your projections are based on your belief system. That's why Jesus said, it is done unto you as you believe, because your beliefs are going to be your experience. All perception is projection. So even your perceptions are based on your belief systems. If you give up all your belief systems, then you will be able to experience the truth. This is why we say, I don't know what anything is for. This is why we say, I'm never upset for the reason I think. I think I'm upset because something uh, that's happening in the world, but actually... Everything that's happening in the world is a projection based on my belief system. So I'm never upset for the reason I think. I'm upset because of my beliefs. But if I think I'm upset because of something that's happening in the world, I've forgotten that what's happening in the world is a projection of my belief system. That's why in my classes, we're clearing out that belief system and we're simply allowing the truth to expand in our awareness. Now, I just, it's so exciting to me that we can heal. And I have to say, I've had so much healing in my own experience that I just never imagined I could have as much healing as I've had. I never imagined that could happen. And I was contemplating this uh, earlier this morning, preparing for today's broadcast. And I was thinking about how the times in my life when I was absolutely being tortured by my judgments and opinions, where I really felt that I was in excruciating suffering, And I thought it was because of the circumstances of my life. I thought it was because of the circumstances of my finances and my relationships and things like that. Now I know it was because of the judgments and that my circumstances and my relationships were in the state they were in because of the judgments and the opinions. So, beliefs are part of the illusion. Truth is eternal. It's infinite. Truth is literally what we are. Truth is love. Love is truth. Let us wake up to the truth. And all that's required is our little willingness. That's right. To value the truth more than the story that we have made up. And all of our feelings and all of our upset are based on that belief system. You know, and our belief systems can be very sophisticated. You know, it can be like a maze that we're trying to work through. It can be very intense. Very, very intense. Yep. And so I want to turn you to chapter 19, The Attainment of Peace, Section 1, Healing and Faith. And by the way, uh, 
that we're we're finishing up that A Course in Miracles app. And I invite you to go and get it at acimapp.com, acimapp.com, acimapp.com. And we're building the A Course in Miracles app for Android phones, iPhones, iPads, and all kinds of computers, so PCs as well as Macs. And you'll be able to do things like set reminders, highlight things. You'll be able to select text and email it or Facebook it or tweet it and text it and all these different things, lots and lots of options. We have really gone all out. We've taken tons of suggestions of what you would like and done we're, we're building it the most sophisticated we can, we can possibly do. And so if you'd like to get that, you can. And I also invite you, if you like it, if it's valuable to you to make a donation, to make an offering, a love offering, um, where, um, a 501c3 pending uh, nonprofit, and so it can be a tax-deductible contribution. We're waiting for final approval, and uh, yes, so you can do all of that at acimapp.com, acimapp.com. All right, Healing and Faith. It's my page three. 98 in the text. We said before that when a situation has been dedicated wholly to truth, peace is inevitable. Okay, so any place in your life where you're feeling upset, partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self. Don't go it alone. The sign that you are going alone is that you're feeling upset. If you're feeling upset, you have unhooked from that partnership with the I am presence. You've unhooked from your connection to the divine, to the Holy Spirit, to the higher self. So remember how it says in A Course in Miracles to start each day with the simple phrase, you decide for me. And so that's what I do. I say, I am that I am, beloved I am that I am, Holy Spirit, higher spirit, holy self, higher self, I am that I am, lead me, guide me, teach me, inform me, heal me, I am willing. When I feel disturbed, I remind myself of that. So it is a living practice. It's You can read and read and study and study, but if you don't have that living practice, you won't experience the healing. It's not an intellectual thing. It's really in your heart. God knows the prayer of your heart. We said before that when a situation has been dedicated wholly to truth, peace is inevitable. So your upset, your distress, your worry, your fear... Mine too, it's all because of belief systems, old BS, old belief systems. And we can turn that over to the higher Holy Spirit self for healing. That is the decision that we must make. We must decide for God instead of for our beliefs. And so turning over the situation to the higher Holy Spirit self. Like in a a special relationship, if you have a special relationship, you know you have a special relationship because it's not peaceful. It's not harmonious. And uh, I'm going to do a whole um, month probably on relationship again this February. I did a whole month on relationship in February 2012 in the radio show. So you can go get all those downloads for free at iTunes. Just search for Jennifer Hadley at iTunes and you will find all uh, the past episodes, well over a hundred episodes, totally free for you at iTunes. And in 2012, February 2012, 
I did the whole month on relationship. And so one of the things that I shared is special relationship and holy relationship, right? So in terms of belief and faith, relationship is one of the best tools that we have. So we place our faith in the Holy Spirit, in the higher self, in God. We turn the relationship over to God. What I like to say is put it on the altar. Put the relationship on the altar. And one of the ways that you can do that is if you have a photograph of yourself and that person, or maybe it's just yourself, place it on your altar. And give that's so signifying that you are giving the relationship the the whatever you think the problem is to the higher self for healing to the holy spirit for healing and it is that act of faith that activates the healing It is your little willingness. So remember the way I define a special relationship is a relationship that is constructed to give you this sense of this relationship is shelter against the storm. The holy relationship is one that is designed for helping us to truly get what the oneness of all life means. Holy relationship helps us to understand the oneness. Special relationship is based on separation, and it's this thought, you plus me, or it could be a corporation, it could be you and your dog, it could be anything, equals shelter against the storm. You can have a special relationship with your body, with your car, with your boss, with anyone or anything in your life. And it's that idea of, I need this to make me happy. I need this to feel complete, right? It's that Jerry McGuire, you complete me kind of relationship. And so when it's you plus me equals shelter against the storm, A, number one, it's an affirmation that there is a storm that you need to be protected against and that it's other. The storm is other rather than the storm is a projection of your own mind. So as long as we're affirming that the storm is out there, separate from us and not a projection of our mind, it's never going to get healed. We have to take responsibility for the perception of storm. So the holy relationship instead of being shelter against the storm, transcends the storm, rises above the storm, above the battleground. This is the holy opportunity. So in the healing and faith section in chapter 19, uh, right at the top there, we said before that when a situation has been dedicated wholly to truth, peace is inevitable. So truth brings with it the full release of the sense of separation. Let us decide for the truth. It says here, its attainment is the criterion by which the wholeness of the dedication can be safely assured. Right? So we give the set situation, whatever it is, to the Holy Spirit to do the heavy lifting. Yet, we also said that peace without faith will never be attained. So we must place it on the altar in faith. Faith starts with trust. An act of trust is to give it over to God. Faith is not taking it back. So you lay it on the altar, and it might be excruciating, you might want to pick it up, but faith is leaving it on the altar. And I'm going to share more about this when we come back after the break. I'd like to remind you that I have a free class for you on the Masterful Living page at jenniferhadley.com. While you're there, please check out my year-long class, Masterful Living. If you'd like help truly living A Course in Miracles, Masterful Living might be right for you. We start... January 1st, almost just a little over a week away. I can't wait. Yes. 
jenniferhadley.com, Masterful Living. And right now, you're listening to Jennifer Hadley on Unity FM, Course in Miracles, where we are living the love, we're walking the talk, and we're doing it together. I'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application as we return to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. So we're back. I'm Jennifer Hadley. We're talking about releasing the beliefs, standing in faith and trust. And this is one of my all-time favorite topics. And I love it. I love it. Trust and faith. And because it's the key to everything. It's the absolute key to everything. And this is one of the most healing realizations I ever had. So, it says here, we, uh, peace without faith will never be attained. For what we dedicated to truth as its only goal is brought to truth by faith. And then uh, in paragraph three, it says, the whole, the body cannot heal because it cannot make itself sick. It needs no healing. What? Its health or sickness depends entirely on how the mind perceives it. So your health or sickness of your body depends on how your mind perceives it. And you know what? This is true of your whole life. So let us place our whole life, all of our relationships, our finances, our health and our wealth, everything on the altar. I call it the holy altar fire of God's love. So to me, the metaphor is that God's love would burn away everything that is an attachment, a belief, a perception, a projection of something believed in other than love. So faith is our power tool. How do we get to faith? Okay, let's break this down. Because our belief system is what we're experiencing in this world of illusion. Every perception of lack and limitation is part of an old belief system. That's why I call it old BS. And so our liberation depends on our willingness to believe the truth. And the truth is that all is one. The truth is that we're already holy. The truth is there's nothing for us to get. The truth is we need do nothing. And those things can be challenging to believe when we think that, or when we believe that, we are the ones that have to change our belief system, it will seem like we can't do it. We don't have what it takes, right? So I used to have these meltdowns and breakdowns, and I literally used to sit there in the midst of my breakdown, my meltdown, and sometimes it was with, you know, a glass of wine and a cigarette, uh, however it was that I was experiencing my meltdown, my breakdown, it would feel like I was caught in quicksand or like I was caught in a whirlpool and I was being sucked down into self-sabotage, self-medication, negativity, and I just wanted to escape consciousness. I didn't want to think or feel what I was thinking and what I was feeling, all because of my belief system. And as I was drowning in that belief system, I would literally have the thought, tell them I tried. 
I tried to be better. I tried to be loving. I tried to be holy. I tried to be good, but I just couldn't do it. It was too hard. And I literally would think, I hope they put on my tombstone. Oh, she really did try, but she just couldn't do it. That's why when I heard Larry, the cable guy, say, let's get her done, I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. And so that's why I say when I make my transition, if St. Peter was going to meet me at the Holy Gates, the thing I'd love to hear him say is, well done, you got her did. Got her did. So, (laughs) okay. So in earnestness, what I would say to you is place your whole life. This is what I did. May not work for you, but it worked for me. Place your whole life on the altar. Give your whole life to God. Hold nothing back. Because if you hold any part of it back, then you're saying, uh, separation, yes, please. I'd like more of that. More separation, please. Please extend my sense of separation into my future. So the only way to end that separation really is to give your whole life to God. Now, I used to think, I can't do that. I need to control parts of it. I need to organize parts of it. And then I finally had the realization, don't let me control it anymore. Don't let me try to hold on to it anymore. Clearly, I do not know how to make myself happy Clearly, I don't even know what I want or what will make me happy. Clearly, I am delusional. So please, I relinquish being in charge. Allow me simply to be willing, to be led, to be guided, to be healed, to be whole. Wilt thou be made whole? And my answer was, yes, please. Now. And so what then began to really open into my mind is I am already holy. The only reason I don't know that I'm holy is I think that I'm not holy. And I think that what I have done and the choices I have made that were unloving, that were unkind, that were uh, whatever, that the ego would judge as bad, wrong, stupid, foolish, uh, whatever those judgments would be. None of that is true. Everything was for my learning, and this is an illusion. And I'm interested in waking up and seeing beyond the illusion. So why am I so attached to the illusion? If I would like to see beyond the illusion, let me give up the attachment to the illusion. Fastest pathway to give up the attachment to the illusion, give all your beliefs to God for healing. All your beliefs to the Holy Self for healing. Give them all to the beloved I am that I am, the higher self, the Holy Self, whatever you'd like to call it, the Holy Spirit Self. Give it all over for healing. Hold nothing back. Because if you hold any part of it back, you can't have the healing. Because healing is either total or not at all. It's only our perception that thinks that healing is piecemeal. It's really not. So, what is dedicated to truth is, and as its only goal, is brought to truth by faith. We leave it on the altar in faith. Now, here's what happens with so many spiritual students is we pray. And in that prayer, we're literally saying, I am taking my hands off this. Okay, this was my training as a spiritual practitioner and learning spiritual mind treatment from the teachings of Ernest Holmes. So I learned to pray and give it to God. And this is the teaching in a song and prayer as well. Leave it on the altar. It's not my problem anymore. I've given that to God. I have no problems. I put all my problems on the altar so I don't have any more. And every time there's a perception I have a problem, oh, no, I must be mistaken. That's not 
my problem anymore. I gave that to God for healing. So then what's going to happen is what's going to come into your mind is opportunities again and again to choose again. So in those opportunities to choose again, what will you choose? Will you choose healing or will you choose to energize that you're not already healed? Will you choose your holiness to perceive your holiness to affirm the truth, which is that you're already holy, you're already healed? Or will you choose to energize the belief that healing is in the future, holiness is in the future? You see, so it's a moment-by-moment choosing again, choosing again, choosing again, choosing again. So it is that choose ye this day whom you will serve. God or mammon, mammon is the ego. So what I realized from my own experience that what I would do is I would place it on the altar. Okay, that's my act of faith. But then because I was not faithful, I would take it off the altar, right? So I'd place something on the altar and then <clears throat> I'd notice, well, there's no movement in it. It seems to be the same as it was when I placed it on the altar this morning. Nothing has shifted. I'm not experiencing a miracle yet. I'm not experiencing a healing yet. So then it's like go over to the altar and say, look, God, I put this on the altar so you would take care of this for me and you haven't done what I asked. And it's not happening. Well, maybe I've done it wrong. I haven't placed it on the altar correctly. Or maybe God isn't listening because I'm such a, a low life. You know, I'm, I'm not good enough. So the God's not listening to me. I'm not holy enough for God to listen to me. So then we snatch it off the altar and say, fine, I'll take care of this myself then. If you're not going to help me, I'll take care of it myself. It could be that, or we snatch it off the altar and we say, gosh, I, I can't wait any longer. I've got to fix this now. I've got to have something now. So then we take it off the altar and we try to work our will in the world. You see? So a true faith is we never take it back off the altar. Now, for me, learning how to live in that way was very, very challenging. And I didn't have much faith. <laughs> and in those moments when you're tempted to take it off the altar and reclaim it as, okay, God's not helping me. I have to help myself. So I'm going to figure out how to work my will in the world. Or sometimes, many times, I would reject the answer prayer because it didn't look the way I thought it should. Right? We pray for abundance. We pray for healing. Somebody shows up to be a gateway for abundance, to be a gateway for healing, and we reject them because we think we know what healing and abundance look like. I used to do that all the time, right? So not having trust eradicated my attempts at faith. So our living faith is proven by our willingness to have trust. This is so important to understand. Trust happens, as near as I can tell, trust is what we do in time and space until we wake up. So until we have faith, we exercise trust, and that builds the muscle of faith. So trust is what we do in time and space. So when it's tempting to take it off the altar, we say, oh, nope, I'm going to exercise trust right now. In this moment, I'm going to maintain my trust in God and have faith. I'm going to maintain my trust in God in order to have faith. And it says here in chapter 19, section 1, paragraph 4, healing and faith, do not overlook our statement that faithlessness leads straight to illusions. 
For faithlessness is the perception of a brother as a body, and the body cannot be used for purposes of union. If then you see your brother as a body, you have established a condition in which uniting with him becomes impossible. So when we judge our brothers and sisters, when we judge their actions and their choices and their words, when we have opinions and judgments about the circumstances of this world and our brothers and sisters, instead of recognizing cries for love, instead of extending love, we judge them. We are increasing our faithlessness because we are placing our faith in our own belief system, in our own opinions and judgments, and re-energizing them. Instead of placing all of that on the altar in favor of the truth that sets us free. So it's literally, if you were living in a house where you were a prisoner, and in that house where you're in lockdown as a prisoner, and you're separate from the truth that sets you free, you're separate from the full realization of your true identity... You have to get out of that house in order to know the truth that sets you free. That full realization of the truth is right there on the other side of the door. But if you have your hand on the doorknob and you keep being distracted by things you perceive to be in the house, like, oh no, there's a problem in the house. I need to fix what's happening in the house. No, get out of the house in order to feel free, in order to be in the experience of freedom. So it's like that. The house that you're living in is built by the ego. Get out of the house. Get out, get out, get out. (laughs) The ego's like a poltergeist in your house. Just get out of the house. That's it. And so it is a journey of faith. It is a journey of trust. And how we do that is offloading our beliefs. I'm Jennifer Hadley, and I'm inviting you to check out my year-long Masterful Living course, where together people from all over the world do exactly this. We develop an experience of the truth that is unprecedented. It's a living spiritual practice, living a course in miracles, getting into where the rubber meets the road. All the details are on the Masterful Living page at jenniferhadley.com, along with a free class there for you. Right now, you're listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity FM, where we are living the love and we're walking the talk. Merry Christmas. I'll be right back. You've been listening to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. If you have a question or comment about today's program, or if you'd like to join in the discussion, visit us on Facebook at A Course in Miracles Pledge, where you can join with the community of like-minded people who have pledged to live A Course in Miracles every day, in every way. Now, back to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Yes. The final lessons in the workbook of A Course in Miracles, by the way, this is Jennifer Hadley, <laughs> the, uh, start with this. This holy instant would I give to you, be you in charge, for I would follow you, certain that your direction gives me peace. So this is our prayer to set us free. This is the prayer of placing our whole life on the altar. This holy instant I would give, would I give to you. This holy instant would I give to you. Be you in charge, for I would follow you, certain that your direction gives me peace. And it's a moment by moment experience of walking as God with God in that awaken awakening and this is for each of us 
Because we're already as holy as holy can be. We're already the Christ presence. And our holiness is always calling us with love. And the only answer is to express love, to extend love. For when we express and extend love, then we will know God because God is love. When we extend and express love, then we will know God because God is love. In uh, chapter 31, where it says, Walking with Christ, uh, it's section 2 of chapter 31 in the text, talking about having a holy relationship with our brothers and sisters, talking about how extending love to our brothers and sisters supports us in having trust and faith in God, in love. The answer that I give my brother is what I'm asking for, and what I learn of him is what I learn about myself. So our healing of every kind of problem or upset or challenge that we think we have, all problems are solved in this. The answer that I give my brother is what I am asking for, and what I learn of him is what I learn about myself. So the first thing that we do is we relinquish all of our beliefs, place them on the holy altar fire of divine love, place them on the altar. Yes. We forgive all appearances because everything that we experience in this world is an illusion. And so the truth will set us free. It can set us free because the truth is what we are. Remember that your brother and sister is equal in God's love. And you'll be saved from all appearances and answer to the Christ who calls you to you. Be still and listen. Think not ancient thoughts. So the ancient thoughts are of separation. And what my experience has taught me is that in my human experience, I literally magnetize into my mind the thoughts that are congruent with my belief system. So that's why in my classes, we work at healing the belief system. We work at having an unshakable faith, placing our trust in God. It's so much faster than self-help. It's so much faster than behavior modification. It's profound, the healing that we can have. Many people have told me that after years of listening to the radio show, they finally decide to get into a class with me, and then the healing and the heaven starts to break out in their life. And it's not because of me. Of course it's not. It's because through being in the class and doing the class work, they actually commit to the healing. They actually commit to partnering with the higher Holy Spirit self and living as their true identity and extending love to their brothers and sisters, offloading their belief systems in favor of the truth that sets them free. And take a little sip of my tea here. So here we are on Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve morning, looking back at this year and harvesting the learning from this year can happen when we truly forgive. So when we don't forgive, when forgiveness feels hard, when we think that we forgive, but we're still struggling with our judgments and our opinions, What happens is that we haven't forgiven in our heart. So we still think something bad or wrong has happened, which means we still believe that the illusion is real. 
Look, I understand that it's very challenging sometimes to wrap our mind around the very fact that the truth is that our human experience is an illusory experience. And the good news is we don't have to figure out how to wake up. We don't have to figure out how to align with the truth. We literally, all we have to do is partner up every day and keep repartnering up every time we feel discord. Because if we're not feeling peace, it just means we're trying to go it alone. We're trying to energize our belief system and convince ourselves that our belief system is the truth. But it's not. Because the truth sets us free. That's how you know if you're believing something that's your story, what you made up. So true forgiveness is placing it on the altar and saying, I don't know what anything is for, but I'd like to know so I can experience my healing. Because as long as we haven't forgiven, we're affirming our belief system our opinions, and our judgments. As long as we haven't forgiven, we're literally blocking ourselves from receiving, accepting, allowing, and having the learning, the expansion, and the healing that's encoded into our most difficult experiences. Because as long as we haven't forgiven and we're still judging we still think we're right or we're wrong or whatever that judgment is, then we are not in alignment with the truth. We're not feeling free. We're choosing not to feel free, not to liberate. And thereby, we're delaying our healing. And so we're forced We're literally forcing the higher Holy Spirit self to create more situations and circumstances in our life that replicate the learning in that experience we can't forgive. Because as long as we don't forgive something, we're literally saying on some level that it should not have happened, that it should be different. So we're pretending, trying to convince ourselves that we know what things are for and that we know what should have happened, but we don't. It's totally delusional. As long as we're energizing the illusions, we are not accepting the truth that sets us free. In A Course in Miracles, in chapter 31, section 3, it says, Only the self-accused condemn. So what does that mean? It means the attacker always feels attacked. The judger always feels judged. And the lover remembers that they are beloved. So... We have to place our whole life on the altar and say, I don't know what anything is for, but I'm willing to learn, to be taught instead of by the, the ego, by the spirit. That's all we have to do. That little willingness and everything will be given to us. The years the locusts have eaten will be given back to us. So as long as we think that something that we're experiencing, no matter how painful it is, no matter how difficult it is, if we think it shouldn't be happening, then we are literally trying to convince ourselves that we are the God of our world. The God of truth does not exist. It, it's challenging to place our whole life on the altar and to leave it there. Most of us do it in piecemeal. And then we snatch it back and then we put it on the altar and then we snatch it back and we put it on the altar. The best gift that we can give to the world this Christmas is to place our whole life on the altar. Our whole life. 
And every time that there's a temptation to judge, to condemn, to think thoughts of lack and limitation, to to tell ourselves, I don't know what anything is for. I'm going to partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self. I'm going to be grateful that I feel upset because that upset is an indicator that I am choosing to believe what the ego thinks instead of the truth that sets me free. I'm choosing freedom today. I'm choosing freedom right now in this moment. Putting my whole life on the altar for healing. Allowing the answered prayer to be revealed to us. It's an act of trust. Now, I get that it can be very, very hard to trust when we feel like we've been betrayed. However, many people feel they've been betrayed by God. When we look deeply into that, who has betrayed us? We have betrayed ourselves and we've projected it onto God. When we have human experiences where it seems like we've been betrayed in our human experience by the people at work, by our loved ones and our friends, by our body, whatever the betrayal is, it really is our own selves. So let's place the whole life on the altar right now. So we place our hand on our heart and we say, you decide for me. I am that I am. I give my whole life over right now in grace and gratitude. I let it be, and so it is. Amen, amen, amen. Merry Christmas. I love you. See you next week. Thank you for tuning in to A Course in Miracles. Living the Love, Walking the Talk with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Join us every Tuesday morning at 10 a.m. Central for more tools and insights into how to express your beliefs from moment to moment, every day, in every way. A Course in Miracles. Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. This program is brought to you in part by JenniferHadley.com, a global resource providing tools, insight, and support for those seeking to live A Course in Miracles every day in every way. Online at www.JenniferHadley.com. While there, we invite you to visit Jennifer's blog, where you can join with the community of like-minded people who have become Jennifer's prayer partners through her daily power prayer. Like them, you can enjoy this extra support as you come to walk your talk and live A Course in Miracles every day in every way.